The Institutes of Biblical Law, Volume 1, by R.J. Rushduni. Narrated by Jeremy Walker. Produced with permission by the Chalcedon Foundation. 1. The Validity of Biblical Law A central characteristic of the churches and of modern preaching and biblical teaching is antinomianism, an anti-law position. The antinomian believes that faith frees the Christian from the law, so that he is not outside of the law, but is rather dead to the law. There is no warrant whatsoever in Scripture for antinomianism. The expression, quote, dead to the law, unquote, is indeed in Scripture, Galatians 2, 19, Romans 7, 4. But it has reference to the believer in relationship to the atoning work of Christ as the believer's representative and substitute. The believer is dead to the law as an indictment, a legal sentence of death against him, Christ having died for him. But the believer is alive to the law as the righteousness of God. The purpose of Christ's atonement work was to restore man to a position of covenant-keeping instead of covenant-breaking, to enable man to keep the law by freeing man, quote, from the law of sin and death, unquote, Romans 8, 2, quote, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, unquote, Romans 8, 4. Man is restored to a position of law-keeping. The law, thus, has a position of centrality in man's indictment as a sentence of death against man the sinner, and man's redemption, in that Christ died, who, although the perfect lawgiver as the new Adam, died as man's substitute, and in man's sanctification, in that man grows in grace as he grows in law-keeping, for the law is the way of sanctification. Man as covenant breaker is in, quote, enmity against God, unquote, Romans 8, 7, and is subject to, quote, the law of sin and death, unquote, Romans 8, 2, whereas the believer is under, quote, the law of the spirit of life in Christ, unquote, Romans 8, 2. The law is one law, the law of God. To the man on death row in a prison, the law is death. To the godly man, the same law which places another on death row is life, in that it protects him and his property from criminals. Without law, society would collapse into anarchy and fall into the hands of hoodlums. The faithful and full execution of the law is death to the murderer, but life to the godly. Similarly, the law in its judgments upon God's enemies is death. The law in its sustaining care and blessing is for the law-abiding, a principle of life. God, in creating man, ordered him to subdue the earth and to exercise dominion over the earth. Genesis 1.28 Man, in attempting to establish separate dominion and autonomous jurisdiction over the earth, Genesis 3.5, fell into sin and death. God, in order to re-establish the kingdom of God, called Abraham, and then Israel, to be his people, to subdue the earth, and to exercise dominion under God. The law, as given through Moses, establishes the laws of godly society, of true development for man under God, and the prophets repeatedly recalled Israel to this purpose. The purpose of Christ's coming was in terms of this same creation mandate. 
Christ is the new Adam, 1 Corinthians 15.45, kept the law perfectly. As a sin-bearer of the elect, Christ died to make atonement for their sins, to restore them to their position of righteousness under God. The redeemed are recalled to the original purpose of man, exercising dominion under God, to be covenant keepers, and to fulfill, quote, the righteousness of the law, unquote, Romans 8, 4. The law remains central to God's purpose. Man has been re-established into God's original purpose and calling. Man's justification is by the grace of God in Jesus Christ. Man's sanctification is by the means of the law of God. As the new chosen people of God, the Christians are commanded to do that which Adam and Eden and Israel and Canaan failed to do. One and the same covenant, under differing administrations, still prevails. Man is summoned to create the society God requires. The determination of man and of history is from God, but the reference of God's law is to this world. Quote, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Unquote. Romans 8, 6. And to be spiritually minded does not mean to be otherworldly, but to apply the mandates of the written word under the guidance of the Spirit to this world. Lawless Christianity is a contradiction in terms. It is anti-Christian. The purpose of grace is not to set aside the law, but to fulfill the law and to enable man to keep the law. If the law of God was so serious in the sight of God that it required the death of Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, to make atonement for man's sins, it seems strange for God then to proceed to abandon the law. The goal of the law is not lawlessness, nor the purpose of grace a lawless contempt of the giver of grace. The increasing breakdown of law and order must first of all be attributed to the churches and their persistent antinomianism. If the churches are lax with respect to the law, will not the people follow suit? And civil law cannot be separate from biblical law. For the biblical doctrine of law includes all law, civil, ecclesiastical, societal, familial, and all other forms of law. The social order, which despises God's law, places itself on death row. It is marked for judgment.